0: We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCACHurch.com. And join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. I did well. The pastor came and there was one guy showed up for church. Man, the pastor preached for three hours. So after church, the man come to the pastor and he goes, pastor, he said, that was an awesome message. But when I go to the field with a full load of hay and only one cow shows up, I don't dump the whole thing out. (laughs) So I got a whole lot, but I'm not going to dump it all out today. I'm going to save a little bit, but boy, I tell you what, I'm filled with, um, I believe what I believe is a message you need to hear. We don't need sermons. We need messages, don't we? So I'm doing this super summer series. Today is entitled, If. If. You like that word? I'm not too fond of it. The word if. If you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8 verse 31. It says this. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us. Who can be against us? Romans 8, through 35 I want you to notice this one three letter word every time it's in this passage the, the word is who 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 will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen it is God who justifies who then is the one who condemns no one Christ Jesus died. More than that, who was raised to life? Is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Romans chapter 8 is my favorite chapter in the entire Bible. I know a lot of people like Psalm 23. I love Psalm 23. I love John chapter 3. But when I need to get into my spiritual warfare mode, how I many you know what that means? You've got something that you've got to carry into the very presence of God and you've got to get God involved and you've got to have an answer. When I get into that mode, whether it's some of the needs you bring to me, whether it's some of the needs in my life, my family's life, when I get into that place, I go to Romans chapter 8 because this is my power passage, man. This is what reaffirms everything in my life and I love the writings of Paul. He does a great job. Some theologians think someone else wrote Romans. I personally am going with Paul because of a lot of the phraseology is the same as his other writings. I think this is some of his greatest writing of all time. Romans chapter 8. But have you ever noticed that Paul continually says, who and not what? Who? We get so focused because it is part of the enemy strategy, we get so focused on the what all the time. What is going on? What is happening? We get focused on the what. Paul says, forget about the what. You need to be concerned about the who I believe if we get the who right the what will get right so many times we focus on all the what's and forget about the who listen we got to get the who right and the what will get right by itself because when we got the right Who on our side, the what falls into submission? How many know that? God breaks chains, doesn't He? God destroys things that are not supposed to be in our life. We understand that God's power is more powerful than addictions. We are hearing a very watered down gospel today that you can just live like you live in one. No, listen, God has come to set us free from addictions, all kinds of addictions not just drugs and alcohol and pornography and love, but all kinds of addictions, because the who is greater than the what. God has come to set us free from sin. I said that word out loud in church. Today people go, we we don't wanna be convicted. No, we all need convictions. I get convicted all the time. We don't need condemnation, but we need convictions. Convictions keep us walking in the right path. God's Word says we are to hate sin but love sinners. Love everybody because we were all once what? Sinners. God loved us and so God has delivered us. But the who is greater than the what? If we get God in our lives, He will help us get over the what's. Addictions, sin. These are not the real problems. The problem is the who what are we focused on today Paul says who and people in our society today I've been listening and they're asking why is there so much evil in our world today we have a lot of evil I mean just despicable evil that we thought would never be seen in our lifetimes and we're seeing it today Well, if you look at Paul's writings in Romans chapter 1, it tells us what's going on. If you have your Bibles, turn to Romans chapter 1, and I'll start reading at verse number 24. It says this, Therefore, God, who is a who, He gave them over. That's That's a phrase you need to focus on. God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. Amen? Amen. Because of this, so that's talking about idolatry, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what they ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, depravity, They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. (laughs) Then how did this next one get in there with all that? They disobey their parents. Uh They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree, that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Yeah. Because of man's choices, God goes, if you want to choose this way, I will give you over. It's all about the who. We've got to make sure today in the church and in society we are hearing more about the who than we are focused on the what. If we get the who right, the what will get right. Amen? I've seen a lot of people's lives get just transformed from darkness to light because of the who. Not because somebody said they ought to, but because God came into their life and showed light and brought truth to their life about what reality is. I love Romans. Romans says that they have depraved minds. They have reprobate minds. Man has a depraved mind because we're born in sin. We've got to get our mind transformed by the renewing and the washing of our mind and, and get that cleansed so we start thinking right. So that the who helps us do what is right. Romans chapter 2, we find that God gave the law, but it was weak. Romans 3, Romans 3, God brings in Abraham, a man of faith in the Old Testament. In Romans 4, he talks about the faith of Abraham. In Romans 5, he says that we are justified by faith. Aren't you glad of that? In Romans 6, it says, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. I love that. I love that, that where there is sin, grace much more abounds. But Paul then stops and goes, but wait a minute. Don't just sin so there'll be more grace. Don't do that. Romans 7, Paul really gets to where most of us live because he talks about the struggle between the flesh and the spirit. The things I don't want to do, I find myself doing the things I want to do, I don't find myself doing those things, and there's a struggle. I mean, you know there's a real struggle in our lives. But then Paul brings it to a crescendo in Romans chapter 8. He says, hey, wait a minute. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ I love when Paul changes the message from all these things now all of a sudden you can hear preacher Paul starting to show up you know I told you he wasn't much to look at but when he got a pen and paper this guy was awesome he said there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus and he's given us this wonderful passage who 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 And then he gets to this verse and he just totally wipes it out because he says, if, if, what? Paul, I was with you. You had me on the edge of the seat. I was shot. Amen. Hallelujah. Who can bring this against me? Who? Because God has sent Jesus Christ. God has justified us just as if we've never sinned. God has glorified us. God has given us life through Jesus Christ. God raised Jesus up from the dead and gives us hope that we have a second life. We have an eternal life in Christ Jesus. I was right there with you until you said if. If. I've got a need when I've got something I've got to get done in God's presence. Hebrews tells me to come boldly into the throne room of God and lay my petitions at His feet. When I've got a petition and I'm holding it, whether it's cancer, whether it's sickness, disease, deformities addictions whatever it may be when I have these needs and I've got them in my arms and I enter the throne room of God and I lay them at his feet I don't want an if I don't want there to be any questions at that moment I don't want to walk in there and go if you don't want that either do you? You don't want to have a crisis situation in your life and then go, well, it's going to kind of be determinate upon whether God's kind of in the mood or not. When I was little, they said no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Remember that? If, if, or a skiff, all those things. We've got a lot of if sayings in this world. And Paul brings it right here. If, if. What? I don't want an if God. I don't want a God who's emotionally unstable. Have you ever met somebody emotionally unstable? You got some friends like that? All of us got one friend like that. You don't know what they're going to do. Whatever kind of day they're... Some of you got two or three. I see you going, I got more than that, Pastor. All my friends are unstable. If you do not have an unstable friend, you are the unstable one. (laughs) I'm just telling you. And if you ask them something, it's kind of iffy if they're going to do it. But then you've got some of those friends that you know you can count on that if you say something, you know it will be done. Now now look at this. Paul writes this in Romans 8, 30. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also did what? He justified. Thank God for justification. Hallelujah. We stand in the presence of God today without spot, wrinkle, or blemish, not because of our actions, but because Christ did the work on the cross and said, it is finished. Hallelujah for that. We don't have to do anything. We receive a free gift. We're justified. Praise God for that. And then he said, those he justified, he glorified. Hallelujah. You are glorified through Christ Jesus today. These are all past tense. Why? It's already been done. The work's already been done. I've got to tell you, when God calls us, He wants us to answer. When you call somebody, don't you want them to answer? If I call you, it's because I've got something I've got to tell you. I'm not just going to call you and go, Oh, sorry. Uh, i got nothing to say to you, but no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to call you because I have something to say. When I was a parent of little children, when I called my kids, guess what? I wanted them to answer me. I want my kids to go, what, yes, something. But if they're in their room playing, and I go, hey, I don't hear nothing. I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to go down in their room and figure out what's going on. God said, hey, to us, we didn't respond, so he sent Jesus Christ down so he could see us and feel all the things we're feeling and go through all the things we're going through because he's called you. He's got something to say to you and he's saying something to you today. He's saying, hey, I've justified you. I've glorified you. I have called you by name. You are mine. I have bought you with a price. You are not your own anymore. You were crucified in Christ. You live, but it is Christ living inside of you today. And you have been predestined by God to be his child, glorified, justified, empowered by his spirit so you can live life victorious. Romans chapter eight says this, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, amen? Amen. That's what I want, don't you? Here's what it says, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been what? Called according to his purposes, verse 27. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Verse 26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. God's called us, justified us glorified us and now he's empowered us and it's not like we don't have enough with that already but then he says i'm going to give you more i'm going to give you the holy spirit who's going to intercede for you on your behalf so when you come into my presence if there are times you don't know how to ask you don't know what to ask for the holy spirit is interceding for you and he will pray to the father for you with groans that you may or may not understand but he prays the will of the father Father, there are times. There are times when I'm in the presence of God that I have to pray in the spirit because I want the will of God done. And sometimes if you were to walk in, you might go pastor is the unstable one. No, I'm just getting into the warfare mode because sometimes I don't know all the things that are going on that need to be stopped but I know the one who knows. I know this. I know a God who can stop all the what's. I know a God who can stop the enemy in his tracks. I know a God that can bring healing and power and deliverance to every situation because i've got this holy spirit interceding on my behalf pray he's ever interceding right now the holy spirit is praying for every one of you stay awake listen up don't just hear but listen what the spirit has to say to you because Though I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit is saying something different to every one of you because every one of us is in a different place in life and all of us need something different. Thank God for the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God will pray and he prays me through to victory. I'm more than a conqueror. Gives us insight, decisions to make, gives us wisdom, gives us direction in life. He will direct your footsteps. I'm right there with you, Paul, but if God, uh, since God is for me, you better not be against me. I will say that real slow and real loud. Since God is for me, you better not be against me. Now you need to tell the enemy that right now. Everybody in the church say that with me. Since God is for me, you better not be against me. Because when God is for you, you're going to be a conqueror. Yeah. We went on vacation and we were at the ocean. And guess what's in the ocean? Sharks. Sharks. (laughs) And we were on our first day on the beach. And I was practicing vacation. I was getting in the mode. I was there. I was asleep on the beach. My wife was beside me. She was alert. She all of a sudden woke me up. I opened my eyes. She says, there's a shark. Now, you've got the the beach. You've got a little bit of a trough. It's about a five-foot deep trough, and then it shallows up again and goes out further in the ocean. But there were two teenage girls in that trough and they were having fun and this five-foot bull shark was swimming right up that trough my wife saw it now you got to understand when you get in the ocean you are in their territory right now if you get in your swimming pool at the house don't look for sharks they're not there but when you get in the ocean you better be alert so I jumped up as fast as an old man can. I ran on the beach and told the young ladies, get out! And they're like, what? They're teenage girls. What? I'm like, get out of the water. They're probably thinking, this old man just woke up and just psycho or something. No, get out of the water. Why? Why? This is a conversation? I don't think so. Get out of the water. Why? There is a shark. Well, at that word, they jumped out. (laughs) Just as they got out of the water, this five-foot bull shark swam right where they were because they were oblivious to all the other people getting out of the ocean as the shark came down the trough. They jumped out and they said, it swam right where we were. I said, yes. And then they said, you saved our lives. Yes, I did. I took full credit for that, man. Yes, I did. Hey, hey, hey. It's my message when you want to change the story. My message. So they get out of the water. We never saw those two again. The whole time, they were never back at the beach. They weren't anywhere around water ever again. But I got to thinking about it. The reason why there was a shark was because they were in the shark's territory. Okay? So you better be alert and you better be aware because you were in their territory so you're the one that is the hunted. You're the one that's the prey. This is what God does to me on vacation. So I lay back down start practicing vacation again and God just speaks this into my spirit he said when the devil comes into your life he is in my territory (laughs) come on somebody gonna get this in a minute when the devil tries to come into your life, he is in my territory. You are not the hunted. You are not the prey. You are the conqueror. You are the victory. You are the apex predator in that situation. And when you speak my name, all hell trembles. Hallelujah. Today, church, we gotta blow up. We gotta stand up and say, hey, what? You're in my territory. You're in my domain. I am the apex. I am the conqueror in this domain. You need to get out. You need to shoot up you need to get away in Jesus name I command you get out of here come on somebody get this hallelujah hallelujah praise God we let the enemy come in and intimidate us have you ever seen a shark on the beach not too not too powerful not too scary because they're out of their element yeah. The enemy comes into God's presence in our life. He's out of his element. Right, exactly. we got to understand we're the apex predators here. We're the ones with all the power. We're the ones with all the strength. We're the ones who have God backing us up. We've got the Holy Spirit right there beside us going, Man, I'm praying for you. I want you to bow up. I want you to take advantage of this. I want you to lay the petitions at my feet because when you do boldly, I will come down in a powerful way in your life. Amen. But then, Paul, you said, If, what's going on here? Well, I like the Message Bible in this one. I usually don't preach out of the Message Bible because it's not a translation, it's a paraphrase. But when Paul used the word if here, what he was literally meaning was if you are a child of God, then God is for you. So the if is not for God, the if is for us. The if is like, well, if you are a follower of Christ, if you've been justified, if you've been glorified, if you've been called, then God is for you. Well, that makes all the difference in the world. So in the Message Bible, it's a a paraphrase, but it says this in Romans 8, 31 through 39. There's something buzzing, but don't let it bother you. The devil's trying to distract you. Here we go. Here's what it says. So what do you think? Isn't that important what we think? So what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son is there anything else he would not gladly and freely do for us hey what do you think about that church it says this and who would dare tangle with God who, just, who would do that? Who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? You ever seen a mama bear? I'm not talking about bears right now. I'm talking about women. <laughs> don't mess with their kids. God is our Father. You don't mess with God's children. Who would dare even point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. Hallelujah. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. And how many times has the enemy come into your life and tried to get you to think that God doesn't care? that God doesn't love you, that God doesn't know what's going on in your life. You see, the problem is, we get focused on all the what's, and we forget about the who. Don't you know that nobody better even point a finger at you? Who would dare tangle with God? Because you are God's chosen one. You are God's child that he has called out by name. Who would dare mess with you? Who would dare try to put a wedge between you and God? Because nothing can happen there is no way not trouble not hard times not hatred not hunger not loneliness homelessness not bullying threats not backstabbing not even the worst sins listed in the scriptures they kill us in cold blood because they hate God we're sitting ducks they pick us off one by one but none of this phases us because Jesus loves God us I am absolutely convinced Paul said this over and over and over he says for I know I know then Paul one time he said this he said I want to know Christ Jesus in the power of his resurrection He's like, I don't want to know him when he was walking on earth. I I don't, I don't want to know him in his death. I want to know him when he was resurrected in that power. That's the power I want in my life. And Jesus said, when I go away, I'm sending the comforter. I'm sending the power to inhabit every one of you so that you can pray in my name and heaven and earth will be moved. We can pray in power. Why? Because that with God being for us, Nothing shall be impossible. Nothing can separate us. Nothing can stand between us. Nothing will have dominance in our life. Nothing will overpower us. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Church, today, we've got a God who's on our side. He's fighting for you. He's preaching for you. He's listening for you. He's calling you. He's talking to you and saying, hey, don't let the enemy Mess with you. Mm. I'm about to preach. That's just the introduction. When we live our lives daily, I'm not talking about church Sunday morning. I'm talking about every day of our life. Every day the enemy comes in with lies, puts thoughts in your mind. He does it to me as well. Yeah. Because that's his job. He's a deceiver. He sows deceit. That's why it said in Romans chapter 1, they have believed lies. They have been deceived. So God gave them over. But we who are enlightened, why is it that we get so focused on all the what's. What is going on? Why is this happening to me? How is this going to end? We have all these things that the enemy jumps on and comes into our life, into our mind with. I guarantee you right now, if I to say this, I'm going to do this right now. Everybody listen up. Is there something in your life that right now you would say, Lord, why is this happening? Yeah. Everybody's shaking their heads, yeah. You know why? Because that's what the enemy does. Well, if God loved you, if God cared about you, if He was real, if He really loved you, I mean, the lies are on and on and on. And that's why I say Romans 8 is my power passage. I take all those deceits, all those lies, all the things that try to destroy my faith, that try to destroy my ability to pray, that try to destroy and put in my mind if, if, if I go to Romans 8 and I get that chapter and I lay it out before God and I say, God, Who can bring a charge against me? Nobody. Who? No one. Who can drive a wedge between me and you? Nobody. Who gets to point their finger at me? Nobody. God, you are for me. And because you are for me, whoever's against me better watch out. Because I am not just a man. And you are not just a man or a woman. You have been filled, endued with power from on high. And it is time that we stop believing the ifs that the enemy is putting into our lives, that we stop focusing on the whats and we start getting the who in focus in our lives. Who? God. God. What do you think? I love what Paul says. So what do you think about this? So what do you think? PCA, what do you think? Do you think that with God on our side that all things are possible? Yes. Oh, that's kind of weak. Not really. Really? Do you think? What do you think? Because what you think is very important as to how you live. And what you say is very important as to what victories you get in your life. We don't have to go to a father and beg for anything. My kids don't have to beg me. I used this illustration a long time ago, but it just came back to me. I'm going to use it again. My son was little. He loved McDonald's. Drove through McDonald's. I got him a happy meal because that'll make him happy. And as we drove out, I was in the front seat, he was in the back seat. All of a sudden, I had a desire for a french fry. I said, Hey, can I have one of your fries? He said, Nope. (laughs) You got to understand, he's a child, he was born in sin with a sinful nature. of greed. I said, no, can I can I have a fry? No. I want a fry. No, he was not giving me a fry. He's in the back seat. I'm not stopping the car, but I want a fry. About that moment, I realized I've got money I have not spent yet. How many of you got some money you haven't spent yet? I drove back through there and I got me a large fry. (laughs) And I let him know that I have the ability to buy him so much more fries than what he has, but he has to be willing to give me something. Today you've got a father who can give you so much more in your life than what you have, but so many times we don't want to give him anything we've got when he asks us to sacrifice. Come on. God's going, hey, give me five minutes a day for prayer. No. Nope. Give, me, give me two minutes a day to read my Bible. No. Nope. Hey, give me some praise and worship Sunday morning. Nope. He's got, I got all these blessings. They got your name on them because you're my child. But I cannot give them to you because you're too stingy with what you got. All praise, all glory, all honor belongs to God. When we have a problem and we've got a what, we got to take it to the right who. And when we take it to God, all things become possible. Because if God is for us, no, 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 since we know that God is for us, how many of you know that you know that you know? If you know that you know that you know, stand up right now. You got your... I- message. And join us anytime at PCACHurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.